Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. Yeah, hey everyone. Um, another Tuesday, so these weeks seem to be flying by, don't they, even for, uh, for 2021. But um, yeah, thanks if you joined us today. Hey Dave, hey Mark. If you have joined us, um, you know, do comment just so we know who's who's around. Give us a, yep. a namaste or a hello or a, however you want to say hey. Uh, yep. Hey, Shona. Hey, Jess. Um, yeah, it's uh, another week. Uh, it's flown by. Dave um, has got a new pair of glasses. Dave looking very, very cool, mate, I've got to say. Yeah. Uh, uh, very intelligent this week. I feel intelligent. I feel in- Suddenly I understand everything that Stephen Hawking was talking about, you know, um, all of that stuff. Um, but no, yeah, uh, yeah. Spectacales, and now, um, to be fair, got told about two years ago needed to wear glasses. Right, haven't done, and um, have now had to admit defeat. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. Mate, need those eyes, mate. You need those eyes for, for yeah. you know for where we're going. Um, anyway, wow, loads of people joining us now. Uh, hey, Paul. Hey, Sital. Kim, Tamarin, Ramona, always. Amanda, Mikiko, James, Gavin, Bry. Just saw your Facebook post, Bry. Lovely little post there, mate. Um, fantastic work with the with the the um the guys over in Nepal raising some awesome money. Yep. Big shout out to to Brian again. Um, Haley, uh, Suki, Julie, Joseph, Paula. Wow, there's heaps of people joining us. Hey, Lee kid. Stevenson, how are you doing, you amazing woman? So <laughs> I knew you were gonna do that. I knew because um, I do. You made I a bit do. of a boo boo last week, didn't you? Well, like me, given the opportunity to kind of get someone's name incorrect, <laughs> you know, um, or like any any aspect of their sort of being. I will get yeah. it wrong. <laughs> no, that's, that's all good, mate. It's all good. And uh, yeah, no, it's great to, to see everyone on. Uh, and happy birthday to Alison. Yes, Alison, uh, one of our Evertrackers birthday today. Yeah. Um, so happy birthday. She went to, to EBC. It feels like an eternity ago now, but it was the back end of 2019, which only feels like yesterday in a way, but then so mm. much has happened. Um, but right, Dave, let, let, let's go deep into it. Today then, we, we, we were talking about generally vaccinations, as you do. Um, yeah. Not what sure how many ever trackers. Um, yeah, I don't know what it was. I saw like a poster on the wall, I think. And yeah, yeah. Just fleetingly as I was driving past. Well, oh, we're doing vaccinations. Um, yeah, nothing else that I can recall. Um, now, <laughs> only joking. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the UK around vaccinations. Um, I, I don't know if there's any ever trackers that have had COVID vaccination yet. Um, but yeah, they, they seem to be moving quite quickly with that in some areas. And Wales is relatively slow. Yeah. But we don't want to go into that right now. Um, and we thought, well, you know, we've seen a lot of questions around vaccinations, um, uh, you know, like things like anti-malarial, things like that. Um, and I know we've, we've talked about it before, but we realise, you know, as, as time goes on, we get new watchers to the tune in. And we thought, let's let's talk about um, vaccinations, what vaccinations you need for, for certain countries, etc. So, yeah, that's where we are today. And we'll obviously answer those questions as well as a bunch of questions that come in on the email, uh, yeah. which do uh, every week, which is great. Um, people who want to get their their messages in early um, and obviously any questions that, that crop up on the live as always so yeah just a reminder any questions do drop them into the comments and um, obviously myself and Dave can yeah can, can crack on with them but then yeah, yeah, yeah. where should we start then vaccinations Nepal should um, we start with Nepal should we yeah why not because that's that's the easy one um, yeah. yeah so like um, <laughs> yeah so it's, it's one of those things you know where it's, yeah. it's it's weird vaccinations because it's one of those things that's like it's 
yeah. you know me and it's like one of the foremost things I think about like like I've been yeah. vaccinated for literally everything I can't wait to get my COVID vaccine far <laughs> from being paranoid about it I, 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 I almost wishing my years away so I could qualify but yeah. um but it is an important part of it um yeah. the fall is relatively straightforward but there is yeah um, and there is one vaccination which is kind of questionable yeah uh, which we always say we don't advise to or against you know yeah. we remain completely neutral um and that's obviously rabies you know and whether or not you need rabies to go to nepal depending yeah. on who you ask you know if you catch me and andy in the street and you ask us both you may get a different answer you know or you may not so it's entirely a personal decision but yeah and um I believe you've already sort of boned up on uh, what vaccinations are needed. I certainly have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've, um, you know, over the last sort of couple of years, we we realise these questions in and we have put some articles out there. Um, Lauren, if you're on the the live, which I know you are, um, there is an article I wrote about, uh, specifically about Everest Base Camp, but to be honest, anywhere in Nepal, that kind of region. Uh, If you can drop that link into the comments there, and that will have sort of a rundown of them. But essentially, you know, you've got got the, the main ones, like, you know, the ones that you have, First one, you're an adult and you have it every 10 years. So that's tetanus, you know, diphtheria, cholera, typhoid. Those are the, the kind of minimum you're looking for, really, when you go in anywhere traveling. Um, there are a couple of others that some people recommend, uh, which is the hepatitis ones. Yeah. Especially if you're a big traveler and you're away at, at the moment. I know we can't really go anywhere. But, you know, we're, we're planning ahead here. Again, as I go back to the first live of this year, let's plan before we can. And that goes back to um, vaccination. So if we can work out you know, what vaccinations we, we need. Some of them, yeah. you know, um, especially as we'll come into, Dave briefly mentioned there um, about rabies. Um, yeah. They're not just ones that you can have and go. You've got to have a set of them. And I think that's the yeah. same with some of the hepatitis vaccinations as well. Um, so, yeah, just just to, to re-clarify. So if we're talking about Nepal here, so, yeah, you're looking at tetanus, diphtheria, typhoid and cholera. That's the ones you need to have. Um, and then you've got the other ones which you're, you're thinking hep A, hep B, uh, luckily, I've got a big board here with them all written down. I'm, I, I tend to think like I know most of them, <laughs> but I, I didn't want to miss any. Um, and yeah, and, and there's one little caveat here. Like obviously, you know, we're, we're a professional trekking company. Um, you know, that's what we do, and and, and we, you know, over time we, we kind of gather bits and pieces of knowledge. Obviously, having done Everest Base Camp um, and been to Nepal numerous times, you know, we we kind of get a feel for what we need from the research we do and why Evertrek is used. But in saying that. You know, we always suggest that if you go to a, you know, a, a travel clinic, because I say we're not medically trained. This is just advice. And, you know, yeah. there are um, obviously nomad health clinics, a, a, a sort of company that, that we have an affiliation with. And if you do want to get some travel vaccinations, um, we always recommend going to them. You yeah. do get some, uh, some bits of discount. I think you get a free consultation if you get your vaccinations with them, if you just mention Evertrek. So um, something to, that, that could potentially help if you're looking at getting um any uh, vaccinations but you know there, there's also a website called um i think it's a uh, fitforhealth.nhs really good um website if you have a look at nepal in there um again lauren if you can um the fit for health website for the nhs yeah. if you put nepal in there you can see it has a whole list of, of all the injections one of them is covid because at the bottom it says we recommend you not traveling to this country now and as we know that's where we're at but for everything else covid aside um, it's got a really in-depth um, sort of information in terms of what you need. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's very, I mean, there's loads of information out there, but yeah. essentially, um, uh, yeah, fit for travel, sorry, Shona. Yeah, with um, uh, basically with injections, you know, those are the kind of main ones. 
whilst we're talking about Nepal, we may as well talk about rabies as well. And as Dave said, you know, like Dave, you've had your rabies jabs. I, I have everything, mate. You've had, yeah, you've had pretty much everything except COVID, right? Yeah, hep A, B, C, you know, um, I'm on the waiting list for hep D, E, and F. Um, And um, yeah, so I I had rabies vaccination. So it's one of those where rabies is a funny one because although it is prevalent in Nepal, but it's not necessarily in the areas where we go. Um, So it's it's classed as one where it is like, how long are you going to be in the country for? Where are you going to be going in the country? For the purposes of what we do, it's not strictly needed. But it depends on your comfort level. Um, like I know me, probably Ramona and a few others. Like if I if I yeah. see a friendly dog, I'm gonna go over and give him a run. You're there, aren't you? Yeah, he's you getting, are. He's getting, he's getting paid. Um, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but I think it's pre- predominantly monkeys and stuff like that in the lower altitudes. However, yeah. you, it's one of those where so you have three injections, and there's I think intramuscular and then another type, which and depending on which ones you go for, one of them is like over two weeks, one of them's over like a week. Yeah. Um, and but it's it's one of those where it, it it doesn't it doesn't mean that like even if you get bit by a rabid monkey that you're good to go. You don't have to get treatment or anything like that. You yeah. still have to get treatment. Essentially, what it does is it kind of inoculates you and buys you time. So my understanding is I'm sure that someone on here knows more about it than me. There's the first injection which you I had three and I was told the first injection that I got starts the ball rolling but doesn't really provide much protection. Yeah. The second injection that I had um, buys me time. So whereas normally you get like 24 hours to go and get um, rabies treatments, it maybe buys you a week. And then the third one um, protects you against it for a much longer period of time. But you always, always, always still need to go back to the hospital and still get sort of um, treated for it. Um, and have you got rabies now? Uh, I haven't actually got rabies um, uh, in yeah. terms of the actual virus. <laughs> I know I'm going mad anyway. But um, no, no, with regards to uh, rabies, no, I haven't. I haven't been vaccinated um, for rabies. Yeah. Um, not one. But, you know, I will. Um, it's something I'm, I'm thinking about now. I mean, essentially, with, with all the traveling we do. I mean, the thing yeah. is, I, I lived in Thailand for probably about eight, nine months. And yeah, there was this rabies there. I, I think when you're traveling a lot, yeah, you, you're always hearing on the side of caution and you can have every vaccination under the sun. And, you know, from a, a professional opinion, um, you know, most of it, we, we, you know, there are certain ones that we say, okay, recommend having these, but the rest are optional. It depends on what sort of traveler you are, whether you're, um, you know, you don't mind the sort of risk, because they are very, very, very rare of certain things happening. Um, like, I've seen a question coming here, I think it was from Jerome around um, Japanese yeah, yeah. encephalitis. And again, that's not one I've, I've had. I know lots of people who've had it, who've uh, is in, had the injection, who've traveled. Dave, I think you're one, because the nurse went, do you want this? And you're like, yep. Yeah. Like she didn't even finish saying the sentence, and you said yes. Well, the thing is, I went to yeah, I went to my GP, and the, to be fair, the GP will provide you with, yeah, I think all the basic ones for free, but pretty much like rabies, Japanese encephalitis, and stuff like that. I think you have to pay for. Well, I I basically this is, I went to get my vaccinations in 2016, the first time I went to EBC, and they left the fridge open. No word of a lie. So all the vaccines were destroyed, and then um. By, by virtue of necessity, last minute, I had to find a private clinic. So I stumbled on Nomad. Yeah. And as I was paying for it, then, well, yeah, give me everything. Like if, I'm, if I'm paying for it, then you may as well like, like meningitis, Japanese encephalitis, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, but as my understanding is that based on where you're going, yeah. it's, not, it's not needed. Um, neither is yellow fever and stuff like that. Although they're pretty much more concerned about that with Africa, really. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's but not, yeah. 
uh, John, the great bald yeti, has said that uh, he doesn't have rabies. I don't believe that. I believe he had it and it made all his hair fall out. That was the only symptom he had. <laughs> <laughs> now, with um, just just to finish off about ja- Japanese encephalitis, it's, it's any any jungle area really that's um, in Asia. You know, that's why they uh, when I went to I, I lived in Thailand, they recommended it to me, and I was like, it's okay. Um, uh, you know, because there's, there's certain ones you need and certain ones that are, again they're optional. And uh, Shona makes a good point there in terms of Nepal. You know, if you are staying down in in, in jungle region, which would be uh, basically near Chitwan National Park. Because you're kind of a southern Nepal, really, quite close to the uh, India border. Um, and yeah, I mean, you know, again, very, very rare. But, you know, if you want that, that peace of mind, um, maybe think about that. And like I said, I, I've been down to Chitwan. It's not something that um, is very, very common down there. But again, if you look on, on these websites, um, there are very, very small risk um, in these areas. So, you know, it's, um, it is an optional one to think about, at least, yeah. um, uh, for uh, that particular region. Um, yeah, and with with rabies, um, as they are, again, you know, if you are into, you know, if you are into petting dogs and you love animals, you know, it's um, it's one thing to think about when you're in Kathmandu. Don't don't feel afraid of the dogs. That like they're not rabid, gonna go into attack you. It's not that kind of thing. It's more about just having that peace of mind. There, even if a scratch happens or, you know, something, uh, you know, that just almost unexpected, then uh, at least you're covered. But there are they are a little bit expensive, so do factor that in. Um, yeah. I think uh, Ramona's put in there. It's roughly about uh, sixty pounds um, for them. I, I've, I've seen them a lot more expensive. Really, I thought they were up to like one hundred and fifty pounds, you know, for three injections, depending on who you're uh, who you go into. Uh, yeah. I think that's with Nomad. It's roughly that um, that cost. And one thing as well, I think Mark um, mentioned Mark von Rossum. You know, is also worth taking into account if you're planning to get these injections. Is that obviously the NHS is. It's chocker right now uh, with everything else going on. So do do kind of factor that into any planning regarding injections. It might take longer than than yeah. planned uh, to get these, uh, you know, over the over the next sort of six months, yeah. really, or six to and, nine months. And to be fair, the dogs, like Andy said, they're they're pretty much it's yeah. more the monkeys, I think. Um, but yeah. I'd be more yeah. worried about being bitten by a monkey. That, the monkeys are the only animal that I won't try and pet. You know, I'll like to stay away from them because. They're, yeah. then, they're, 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 they're quite sort of less have you then. You know, they're not messing around. I actually remember Edwin, who I traveled with, yeah. um, he did this amazing thing, which I'd never seen anyone do before. So when you go to the monkey temple, um, there are lots of vendors there and stuff like that. And one of the things they do is they sell you a bowl full of bananas. You've got to bring the bowl back. Otherwise, they charge you for it. And I've never yeah. seen anyone do it before because you just the last thing you want to do is attract these little devils to you. But um, so he bought one and he was going around and throwing bananas. It was actually quite cute. And I actually threw a banana. Then a monkey came up and snatched the bowl. He tried to snatch the bowl back and the monkey went straight for his jaffers. Like, 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 wow. just, like literally jumped and sort of grabbed him and stuff like that. And it was like, oh, my God, no. And um, in the end, yeah, you have to pay for the bowl. Um, but it was, wow. um, yeah, so m- monkeys are, are, are far more careful. I think Ramona, I think her biggest problem will be like staying away from the cats. There yeah. are some cats there. I was just reading a comment by her. She said, I specialize in taming them. Like, I don't know why, but it brought to my They're mind. Not you know, cats, movie, right? They're not her cats. You know that movie Misery? You know, when she like captures that man and like tries to make him be like, a, like wow. I can imagine Ramona with like cats like that. You will love me. Type attitude. But, um, Brilliant. Um, yeah, but no, you're right with, with rabies. Um, and it goes for, I mean, I know we focused on the pool here and that goes anywhere you travel. Um, I know it can be, uh, it is prevalent in, in Asia, but also if you're traveling to Africa, South America, um, 
you know, there, there are instances of, of rabies. So, yeah, it's definitely something to think about. And it is um, one that comes up all the time, you know, do I need rabies, don't I? And yeah. again, it is optional. So it purely comes down to you um, and, and how you feel about it. And, you know, if you're going on a bunch of trips, then it might be sort of worth it, to be honest, build it into to the costs. Um, you know, if you're going for a sort of uh, one-off, then yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, um, you know, might might be one that you don't have to consider. But it is, again, like I said, it's down to personal uh, preference. <laughs> um, also Go on. Go on, yeah, what do you say? I was going to say, you know, he, Lee Williams suspects that uh, it's a tourist trap and the monkey is in, in cahoots with the banana man. I, uh, yeah, I'm calling shenanigans. I think shenanigans is happening there. <laughs> yeah, I think he's right. <laughs> is that with your with your uncle? Uh, no, no, Edwin. Uh, sorry, Edwin, wasn't it? Yeah, Edwin, yeah, guy. Um, good, great guy, really good guy. But um, yeah, like he, he fully immersed himself in uh, the country of Nepal and he arrived yeah. two days before I did. And by the time I arrived, Anuj was already having to, like, he'd made friends with all, like, the, the rickshaw drivers and stuff like that. And they were all, like, literally, when we arrived outside the hotel, there was a queue of rickshaw drivers all waiting for Edwin. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah. Brilliant. Um, okay, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much Nepal, uh, long and short of it, uh, with regards to what you need. Um, let's move over to Kili, just because that's, you know, kind of the next next big trip for us. And it's it's much of the same. The the only real difference, I mean, I know we're coming from the UK here, but um, yellow fever is one that is talked about when, you, when you're talking about Tanzania in that area. Yeah. But you only need it if you're coming from an area that has yellow fever. So if you're coming direct from the UK, um, and I know this seems a bit, well, obviously, you know, most of us are coming from the UK. But if you are traveling via another country or um, you're, you're traveling somewhere else in Africa that has yellow yeah. fever, and if you're coming from there into Tanzania, they will need you to have it. Um, I first, first went to Tanzania back in 2008, uh, and I had to have yellow fever then, even coming from the UK. So I've already had it, and then you've got to have it every 10 years. Um, but it's something to think about, again, that, uh, you know, it can be, it, it, it is around um, in, in Africa just because of um, sort of the landscape and, and, and the way it is out there. Um but yeah, with regards to, to yellow fever, again, if you're coming via another country, don't, don't think it's a necessity. Again, one of those peace of mind ones. Yeah. Um, you know, like Dave, like if you're coming from the UK and you go into Tanzania, I'd probably say, well, you probably don't need it then, right? No, you don't know. So um, <clears throat> if, if you, so there's, there's, you don't need it, no. If, say, because yeah. we go via, uh, we tend to go via Qatar. So yeah. there's, it's not in Qatar. That's not on the list of countries where you need to be vaccinated with it. However, what you can do if you're particularly sort of worried about being stopped about it, you can pay for, and I think it might be like a tenner or something, like a, an exempt form. So you can go to like a travel clinic and you can buy one that basically you can hand over to immigration and it can show your travel plans and it can show that you're exempt. Yeah. So if there are any questions, you can say, this is the advice I was given. I'm exempt. Yeah. I don't need it. But like Andy said, you know, if you are traveling through, um, like say you, say you were going to like Kenya or somewhere else first and then you were coming in and there's yellow fever in the transit point, whether that be another yeah. place in Africa or elsewhere, then yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's something you, you might want to consider because when you get stopped and they see you've come from that country, they will ask for your, your vaccination card. I suppose the other biggie, the one that stands out from Tanzania as well, and is um, yeah. malaria, which yeah. is very definitely not like rabies. It is at the forefront of your mind and you have to have to protect yourself from it. Um, I think what, like, so... To start off with, that means taking sort of anti-malarials. And I suppose the two, and I've tried them both, 
Andy, you've stuck with Malarone. Um, yeah, I've had a few different types over the years, but yeah, Malarone seems to be my go-to now, even though it's, you know, it, it does give you crazy dreams. I love it, mate. It was amazing. So the first time me and you went to Tanzania, I remember I took um, doxycycline or doxycycline, yeah. uh, doxy, basically. Yeah. And um, there's a couple of couple of issues with this one. I took yeah. it mainly because I didn't want to experience the dreams or any disturbances. So yeah. you have to take it for a week before you go. Then you have to take it for the entire time you're there. And then you have to take it for a month after you come back. Um, and I believe the reason is because doxycycline catches it when it's in the blood, which is a later stage than malaria. Yeah. Um, now, the trouble is with doxy, you've got to be careful. You have to take it with a lot of water because it will cause gastric problems. And the yeah. other one is it kind of turns you into a vampire. So you're more wow. likely to get sunburns and stuff like that. Mm. And if you go into Tanzania, that can be an issue. So the second time I went, when I went with Andy, I decided, you know what, I'd taking antibiotics for a month is not, not something I want to do again. So um, I went for Malarone. And um, I took mine in the morning, except for one day when I forgot and I took it before bed. It's amazing. It's like, it's like Lord of the Rings in your brain during the night, isn't it? And you go on these epic adventures. They tend not to be bad dreams, though. They're just really, really vivid stories. Yeah. I think someone mentioned before, um, uh, I think we did a live probably over probably about six months ago now, and someone mentioned why that was. I can't recall exactly, but yeah, it's something to do with Malarone. It triggers that part of your brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy dreams, actually. Uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty nuts. But yeah, yeah so and that, think about. And that one, what is it, two, okay. two or three days before you go? For yeah. the entire period you're there, and then for I think a week after you get back, so it's much easier. But um, one thing I will say, because I, I, I have heard stories where people only take it sort of when they're in Moshi and in the town, yeah. and they don't take it on the mountain. When the, a, there are mosquitoes on the mountain, I can guarantee you that. I yeah. didn't think I'd see any from like Cap One. <laughs> nah, yeah. they are there and they go quite high. Um, secondly, um, you want to make sure that you're, you're still protected when you come down. So, yeah. Yeah, good um, point. yeah, and Tanzania as well is famed for. I remember when I was there and I said to Andy, I was like, I don't think Tanzania is that bad for malaria, is it? And Andy kind of raised an eyebrow and said, No, I think it is. And then when I looked, and then when I looked it up, it can be, it can be, yeah, yeah. yeah you've heard the stories about Ross Kemp and um, I can't remember the other pop star's name, the girl. Uh, oh, yeah, rubbish with celebrities. Anyway, she was in Girls Aloud, I can't remember her name. Um, but they both had malaria, and I think it was yeah. um, because they didn't take any malarials whilst they were in Tanzania um, and ended up quite, quite well. Shell Shell Cole. Shell Cole. Okay. Just rung yeah. a bell then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, nice. Here we go. Shona's on the right. Yeah, Cheryl Cole. There we go. This is, this is like a quiz now, isn't it? This is a good challenge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah great stuff. Yeah, so with, with anti malarials then, um, yeah, very important. Very important, definitely. And I know that. Um, Definitely speak to uh, this is for the all the ladies um, out there. If if you are on 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 sort of um, on the pill, uh, do speak to uh, again the travel clinic because there's some uh, anti-malarials that don't go so well with it. So definitely worth um, chatting with uh, with uh, travel clinic just so they can recommend. I forgot the name of the actual one they recommend. Um, I have to do a bit of research. If anyone here knows that, do share it with us. Yeah. So obviously, um, you know, if, if, if you're concerned about that, definitely, and you're on the pill, definitely um, uh, speak to uh, your travel clinic on that one. <laughs> I see um, 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 old Lord James has said Larium. If you know, you know. I've never tried Larium, but I heard that that's like, that can drive you mad. It can make you completely insane. Like, I, I hear it's like an anti-malarial. It's an anti-malarial. And I think okay. it might be the one they recommend if you're pregnant. 
or they definitely don't recommend it if you're pregnant. Either way, lariums, are, I think it was really effective against um, malaria, but less effective against complete psychosis and mental breakdown. So I think, I think it can drive you a bit mad. Yeah, Christoph, um, I, I did see, um, I see heaps of comments on there, but um, one from Stephanie Swift. Uh, hey, Stephanie. Um, and you missed the start. Um, yeah, if you do have a question, drop it in. Um, but if you have missed the start, um, you know, not to worry. Once it's over, um, it, it, uh, Facebook's awesome. You, you can then just rewind it and watch it all over again up to the point that you missed it. Or um, usually by a sort of Thursday-ish, we usually get it up on YouTube or you can listen to it on our, uh, on our podcast, uh, Matt and Malarkey podcast. So, yeah, if you've missed something, don't worry. Drop your questions in and we'll make sure we, um, we obviously get those answered. I, I saw the quick one you dropped in there, Stephanie, about the implant. Um, it's a very good question. I, I, I'd be guessing I would really suggest if that's the case, speak to um, the travel clinic about that because they'll say, OK, yeah, that. I, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to sort of offer any advice on it because I, I don't know. I, I suggest it would be similar that if you're on if you're on the pill. So yeah, I would uh, I'd definitely be having um, um, some sort of conversation with Tramacly. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I know Ramon has mentioned that definitely choose the right one because around um, altitude especially. Um, yeah. So right, Dave. Next one. I know we've 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 gone on quite a bit now, but I know we've talked about. Um, sorry, go back to the questions. We had a few come on on email, didn't we? Should we start with those, Dave? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's dive into them because, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. so well, first one, Bruce Bentley. Yeah. Uh, hi, Andy and Dave. Recently moved my trek dates to March 22. Uh, yeah. I've had hepatitis A, rabies, and typhoid. Wow, hope you're okay. Um, <laughs> is there any other jabs that I definitely get? Bruce, hopefully yeah, we've answered all that um, already for you, so um, at the beginning, but... Um, we do have lots of information on it. Like um, there's some blogs, I think that maybe the Lozatron can post for us. I know we've definitely done a blog about vaccinations and EBC. And I think yeah. we've got a um, top 10 FAQ for Killy. And there's a section on that as well that talks about all of the um, the vaccinations as well. To be yeah, honest, no. I think as long as you haven't mentioned like cholera, diphtheria, those types of things. So they're all like the basic ones. Yeah. So, would, um, yeah. Yeah, I would double double check all of those and make sure that you've got them all um, covered. But also, if you go to Nomad uh, website and you put in the poll <clears> or Tanzania, <throat> it'll come up with a list of ones that you can do, both mandatory and optional. So hopefully nice. that's good for you, Bruce. Yeah, great stuff. Um, Joel, also known as the Jordietti, apparently. Yeah, I, I like that, Joel. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. I love it. How are you doing, like? I, I almost want to try and do an accent, but I, well, I'm going to fail. I, I'm just yeah. reading it as it is the text, and all I can hear is Geordie accent. So yeah, awesome, Joel. Um, yeah, you're going to uh, EBC in October 22. Um, not quite vaccination, but will I need sunscreen? Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to um, high altitude, that the sun is is a lot stronger, um, uh, essentially because the uh, more UV rays get in uh, because the air is thinner. So yeah, certainly um, sunscreen. Um, I mean, especially I mean myself and Dave. Um, you know, with our with the, the way we are, it's like Celtic skin almost. It's uh, we seem to burn really easy. So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. always using sunscreen, even if it's cloudy. Yeah. Um, you know, a high altitude that goes on any trip, because even though it's cold, like even for instance, even if you're like skiing or if you're on snow, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's cloudy, um, you know, the the UV rays are still getting in. So yeah, don't yeah. Don't, don't neglect the the sunscreen and the face. Well, you know, and you don't want that. 
I mean, when we went to Killy, obviously it was, uh, we went to Killy in February. And yeah. um, if you go onto the high altitude group and ask Steve Balschweiler to show you a picture of his hands. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he was obviously had his hands out operating the camera and stuff like that for us. Yeah. And um, yeah, he really badly burned his hands. And um, I think the back of his neck was also burned. Um, you know, being, um, <clears throat> I got I to gotta get this right, being from Switzerland, um i think he's quite pale and, and blonde so yeah um i made sunscreen is one of those things where like i'm plastering it on daily you just look like a ghost yeah. the other thing i do is um you know like sometimes on the lips as well which burn really yeah. easily that might be a good idea to get some like lip salve or something like that um yeah awesome like moving on moving yeah. on yeah, so, yeah. email nice <laughs> that's been clarified for me in the message uh, yeah. Are the, oh, right. Okay. Are those Evertrek glasses, Dave? Um, well, I suppose kind of. Yeah. I mean, they're on brand, I guess. But no, um, <laughs> finally, finally had to admit defeat and um, and use them. And um, yeah. Yeah. Looking cool. Yeah. Looking cool, mate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I've seen you with them before. And I was and I was like, Dave, where's your glasses? And you were like, right, I finally have to start wearing them now. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I, I fought off the need, like, I got told, like, I don't know, five, six years ago that I, I, I should have a pair. Two years ago, I got told, no, Dave, honestly, you really do need a pair. <laughs> and now two years hence, I've yeah. decided that um, I'm going to wear them. What I used to think of it is, like, like needing glasses but not wearing them was almost like weightlifting for the eyes, you know, yeah. making them stronger through adversity. Um, I've since found out it doesn't work like that. Nice. Ocular degeneration is just a fact. It is, mate. It is. But at least, at least you're going to slow it down now with those glasses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but mate, you can't, you're going to need them when you climb Everest, right? Contacts, probably. Make contacts. Okay. <laughs> and then they freeze. Well, yeah, I'm not totally. Brilliant. I mean, I can kind of. Oh, where have you gone? Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Go in there. I got a couple. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Yeah, just going through some of the the the, uh, the messages come in. Um, I think it was Tina, Tina Barrett. Uh, your, your your jacket has now arrived. Blimmin' lovely and toasty. Yeah, many thanks. Yeah, cheers, Tina. Thanks for, for purchasing a, a jacket. Um, and, and thanks for helping, really. I, I think, and, and this goes to anyone that's uh, bought a jacket. You know, I did send a little message out uh, yesterday to everyone that bought one of the jackets and, uh, and what it's done and what we've achieved um, has, been, has been fantastic, um, you know, in terms of helping the guide. So, yeah, honestly, big, big thank you. And Whilst we're talking about that, if you do want to get involved with that and you do want to buy one of our Evertrek jackets, um, uh, basically we were way back in, I think it was the end of November, beginning of December, um, we organised for a batch of jackets to get produced over in Nepal, down jackets. Um, and they are, you know, they're really good. Uh, they're suitable for like the Everest region, um, you know, or for climbing Killy, uh, obviously the winter in the UK. Um, and we thought, right, we'll, we'll do those. We'll, we'll make a batch of those and all the profits then can go towards supporting the guides um, and the staff locally in, in, in sort of Kathmandu and the surrounding uh, area there. And you know what? It's been fantastic. I mean, we, we I think it's supported about 60 of the guides. Um, Anuj, who's our sort of operations manager in Nepal, um, he did a little bit of a, a sort of gathering where he dished out all the supplies and, and all of the, um, you know, a bit of money as well to help them. Because in Kathmandu, it's quite challenging. Yeah. In, the, on the, in, the, in the sort of mountain regions where, you know, some of the guides own land, and they got farms. It's a bit different because they can grow their food. They, you know, it's, whereas in, in Kathmandu, you know, you've got the rent, you've got all the different stuff that you, you need to survive, you know, gas because it's you know, the heat of food. So it's quite challenging. So, yeah, it's very important for the guys in Kathmandu. So that's, that's made a hell of a difference 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah, really big thanks. And if you do want to get involved, uh, Lauren, if you can chuck the the link here for the down jackets, uh, if you want to grab them, we are going to be doing a batch over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think we've got about seven or eight already. We get a few more, then we can get a batch uh, sent over. Um, obviously with the sizes, and then you know, be be awesome if you wanted to do that. So yeah, if you want to grab yourself a jacket, um, thought I'd mention. Um, yeah, just uh, click on the link. I think Lauren, if you can yeah. drop the uh, the link into the comments. That would be awesome. Awesome. Uh, go for it. Right. Yeah. What else, Dave? What else we got? Um, let's have a quick look now. So um, ah, interesting yeah. one here. Um, <clears throat> I yeah. wonder if I know someone that can answer it. So Ellen um, has asked, uh, <laughs> "Hi guys, my inhalers for asthma are pressurized. Will they be okay to take, or do you need to get them changed?" Anyone with asthma? And do you know anyone? I do. Yeah, uh, you. I think you. Um, I think you. I think Ellen. you use an inhaler. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah, I, I use a couple. Um, Ellen. Yeah. Thanks for for joining us. Um, yeah, we did. Um, I mean, I'll obviously take on the question, but we also did one. I think it was back in the autumn and it was a whole Tuesday tune in around this, around asthma called Take My Breath Away. Um, I know, a bit of a play on, uh, you know, Berlin, good old song that's uh, uh, back in the 80s. But anyway, um, yeah, so with asthma, very, um, when it comes to, to managing your altitude, it is the same really as managing it at sea level. Uh, and obviously you talked about inhalers. Um, they're fine to take. Um, you know, I know that people who've climbed Everest and they've got asthma. Um, and I've had to use certain inhalers. I mean, it depends on what inhalers you've got and medication. You know, you've got the the, the sort of preventative, um, you know, one you take every day. And then you've got the one you take if, you, if you're kind of struggling, if you like. I think it's a Ventolin inhaler. So it depends on what you've got there. But, um, yeah, definitely keep those with you. They are fine at altitude. Like, they obviously don't explode or anything. Um, you know, and, and definitely, uh, you know, make sure that if you are going to altitude that you kind of treat it the same. Um, but you know what is one thing I've learned? Um, it doesn't really change that much. You still breathe the same. Yeah. You know, you still get out of breath the same. You may sort of breathe more often because, you know, you're trying to catch your breath. But so is everyone else. Um, the people who haven't got asthma because it's altitude. You're kind of on a level playing field. So, yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised what you can achieve um, at altitude, Ellen. So I hope that answers your question. And do check out the previous lives as well. If you just go into the, um, the Evertrack Facebook page, and have a little look at the live videos and you see take my breath away um, have a look at that one specifically uh, if you want a bit more info on 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 sort of asthma and managing asthma altitude yeah awesome so a um, yeah. little question here from uh stephanie swift hello yeah. stephanie um hello. so your initial question was you were looking to work in canada but things might not be able to ah, okay so i see um you're due to go to ebc september 2023 with the wages you earn from that totally understand it's crazy at the moment i know a lot of people's work and pay has been disrupted yeah. um so asking about if you can't afford the trip what are your options uh vis-a-vis -vis refund and stuff like that so first thing i would say stephanie is if you want to go to ebc in 2023 we are going to get you to ebc in 2023 yeah. but maybe drop us an email uh, because we'll work with you on a one-to-one -one basis and try and make sure that it's affordable for you and even if that involves moving the trip date around to allow more time um, but all, as always, we do have like, um, you know, monthly payment options for you to make it more manageable and things like that. Um, yeah, there's a couple of like, you know, stipulations, as long as like 60, 50% is paid six months before you go, that's fine. But like I said, that's for 2023, we will be opening more dates beyond 2023. So, you know, maybe if we need to buy you some time and move the date around, that's fine. Yeah. But maybe drop us an email and I'll have a chat to you one-to-one -one and we can sort that out. So yeah, hopefully that's all good. But, yeah, um, no. we're, we're still going to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we don't like to say no uh, on Evertrack, um, Steph. So, you know, we'd love to, to make it happen for you. If you want to go there and, you know, just a matter of time, then we'll make it happen for you. You know, when we, let's plan for when we can, you know, that's where we're at at the moment. Um, you know, so yeah, we, we'd love to make that happen. 
Uh, Ramona's asking, is that sunglasses on your head? Yeah, even these are sunglasses, so not necessarily, and oh, I can't even see out of them. But um, <laughs> I, I, even though it's not sunny outside, it's a habit. I wear these pretty much every day. Usually it's just to keep the hair from being controlled. Um, so yeah, <laughs> just to answer your question, nice, Ramona. Um, I want to say as well, Ramona's asked, uh, sorry, not asked, mentioned, I thought it was really nice to, to mention this. Um, I think it was uh, Ramona's partner, Gaz, um, there's another group, but they sort of gathered, was it? The group together and bought his trail shoes for EBC. That's nice. I awesome. bet that was emotional, Ramona. Yeah, well done. I, 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 love, I love that. Brilliant. Awesome. Um, let's have a look here. Bobby Bennett or Bobby B. Um, yeah. Hopefully going to plan a trip to base camp for three, looking for a phone number. Ah, phone number 02920-003-216. Yeah. Or email info at evertrack.co.uk. And my friend, you and your two friends will be going to EBC. Guaranteed. Easy as that phone call yeah that's it i didn't i missed that message but hey bobby yeah it's, uh yeah we'd love to love to have you with us um yeah just drop us a message and uh, obviously we'd make it happen for you no problem at all um tina asked a good question i'm not sure <clears throat> dave you, you might be the one to answer this about contact lenses scott because uh, i think oh, right. tina uses glasses on track have you used contact lenses or altitude i, I know there's no. some people my, my dad i believe did okay he wears contact lenses all the time um I don't know if he wore them or not. I mean, I can I can try and find out. Um, to be honest, it's one of those. But I suppose the only issue is, I don't think that. Uh, I mean, what would the issue be like? So whether they froze or yeah. something like that. But I don't oh, imagine cool. that. I don't imagine that would happen if it's against your eye. You know, I mean, uh, I think more of an issue would be sort of when you sometimes at altitude, it's obviously yeah. a very dry and arid. Even though you're walking on a glacier, like the wind yeah. and dust and stuff like that can sometimes dry your eyes, dry your lips and stuff like that. So my only uh, thing would be obviously just make sure that, that that doesn't cause a problem with the dust and things like that. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, as long as I suppose you're on top of that, I don't imagine there'll be a problem. I'm sure people have trekked for them. Personally, I haven't. But it's a good question. And I am going to endeavor to find the answer for you. Um, yeah, it's, um, I, I know people have been trekking whilst people are doing it, and they they did have some problems with um, with some dust. So, uh, you know, if you can have, I know some, because um, I, I haven't used them myself, uh, but you can have some sort of rinsing liquid uh, that you can sort of clean them, uh, you know, make sure you've got that with you. Yeah. It would be my recommendation. But, um, yeah, just especially with, with with dust, I'd say, I think, yeah, just looking at a couple of comments coming in here. Um, Ramona mentioned Mirror. Uh, Jerome mentioned about, because he's done Killy. Um, about the dust so yeah something to think about there and yeah that'd be interesting always good to see what's um what doug uh has has uh has up a sleeve with that but yeah, um, yeah well, uh, i've messaged the uh the great sloth yeti himself and um let's see if he gets back to me before the um yeah. i mean he was according to whatsapp he was live about 10 minutes ago so maybe <laughs> maybe i'll send him maybe i'll send him a double question mark there you go just did that then Telling the other trackers are after it, but um, yeah. Uh, James asked about uh, 2024 dates for Aconcagua. James, wow, you're being, being organised, um, but I like well, it. Yeah, yeah we, we are looking. Um, I was messaging um, someone yesterday. It was three people who were looking at uh, the January trip next year um, for Aconcagua, um, which we're hoping to do ourselves. Actually, um, obviously, this year has been, you know, again, it's always it's difficult at the moment with planning anything right now. But um, we were going to be looking to do it at the end of this year. I think the first trip for Aconcagua. It's going to be next January, um, yeah. but yeah, certainly with regards to dates. I mean, obviously we've got dates next year, 2023, um, none for 24 yet. But um, you know, it won't be too long because 
even it seems we it seems weird that we're say in 2024 but then we think okay well we are in 2021 now um yeah we'll definitely uh although we do like to be quite organized with future dates but it won't be long mate um you know if you're keen to, to come with us for that obviously it'd be lovely to have you with us yeah. um and i'll come kagua you know is it we're really really quite proud of that route actually because it's slightly different with regards that we don't with the acclimatization on Aconcagua, which is as on all of our trips, massively important. Um, you know, we like to do it on some other peaks. So you're not just going up and down Aconcagua, which is, you know, what a lot of companies do, which is, is which works. We always want to make it a little bit different. So we've used another peak called uh, Valacitos, give it a little Google. Um, and it does say if you go to the Aconcagua page, you can see that in the itinerary. And that's uh, just over 5,400 meters. So still that's like, higher than Everest base camp, if you like. So it's decent altitude. Um, and, you know, we will climb that. There's another peak, which I forgot the name now, back of my, back of my, top of my head, back of my, <laughs> sort of back of my head, top of my head. Um, but yeah, definitely have a look at the itinerary, but doing the acclimatization on, on the other peaks just makes it a bit more fun. Um, and then we can, you know, climb uh, Aconcagua, summit with one of the seven summits and, and touch almost 7,000 meters. So yeah, love yep. to have you with um, quick update, Doug is now typing. Um, oh, is he? He's 62, and I think he types with one finger, so <laughs> give it time. Um, I swear, if he just says no, I'm going to scream. But um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy McNaughton-Jones echoes a big step from Killy. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, yeah. You know, we've been uh, very fortunate with the people that we work at and very meticulous in the way that we plan these routes. Yeah. So um, the team that we have locally, that um, the guides that we have, um, you know, although it's going to be a, a new thing for us to put out there, um, it's not, um, you know, they're really, I think, on top of their game when it comes oh. to climbing Aconcagua. And we've done things like Andy said, you know, we acclimatize because we know Aconcagua base camp is quite crowded and the facilities there are good. So we are going to be acclimatizing on neighboring peaks. We've yeah. got, I think, three full days set aside for summit window, yeah. um, which can potentially be used for further acclimatization and stuff if needed. So, yeah, we are... Uh, very excited about that. Um, yeah. oh, Mike, just ordered a Dane jacket. Yeah, yeah nice, Mike. Thanks, mate. Um, just just regarding Aconcagua as well, and I think it's always good to, to bring that up and, you know, saying it's, it's a big step up. But, you know, I, I challenge anyone that if you, if you want to do it, do it. You know, it's obviously you've got to put the training in. You've got to put the yeah. planning in. Anyway, anyone can do it. Um, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I'd hate to say, well, you can't do it. It's, it's more about, you know, just putting in the stuff that to make it happen. Um, and yeah, it's a big step up from Killy, but all the training you can do in the interim, I, I'm sure you you'll be able to achieve it. Um, exactly, you know, yeah. it's always, always worth remembering that. Um, you know, we don't want to put limitations on our own on, our, on ourselves. And you know, I appreciate everyone's Everest is different, but you know, if you want to get to a, the summit of Aconcagua, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. But if you want it that much, I'm sure you'll 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 summit it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that, as, as Dave said, we're we're there we're there to make it happen. Uh, if you want to come with us, that would be awesome. Yeah. Doug is still typing, um, so um, this is this is going to be quite an answer to do with contact lens. Oh, hang on! No, I didn't. I never get them in first go, so I thought better of it. I only need them for close work. Literally, it's two sentences. It took me a long time. And the answer is he can offer no insight <laughs> into how yeah. using them. So yeah, there we exactly. go. Exactly. Um, yeah, actually, Jerome's asked um, around uh, jabs needed for Aconcagua. Yeah, good question. Um, and uh, South America as a whole, really, you've got a varied reason, uh, reason regions. Um, obviously, with us, we, we, we do Machu Picchu. Um, and then you look at Argentina as well. So with regards to Peru, 
very similar to, to all the other ones we've looked at. Um, you know, in terms of the injections, this is what I mean. If you do get like tetanus, diphtheria, typhoid, you know, your cholera, all those, um, the sort of main ones, if you like, it does cover you from 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 where you're traveling. Um, now, if you are going to the jungle regions, um, you know, so you're looking at parts of the Amazon, then, you know, anti-malarials do, do come into it. So, again, something to think about. Yeah. Um, with parts of Argentina, especially Aconcagua, it is, um, you know, in terms of what you need. Uh, like I said, it's, it's not like jungle region down there. It's very, very similar, if you like, especially that near, near, near that region, near Mendoza and, and, a, bit, and a bit further south. It's very uh, remote but not like jungle region at all. Uh, it's, it's yeah. in a bit, a bit like the Himalayas in a way, um, you know, in terms of what it's like. But uh, yeah, just something to, to, to think about. Yeah. So Andy's raised an interesting thing there as well. The other yeah. Andy about, um, so actually I think he summited Aconcagua, the Jika uh, okay. virus, I think. So I believe that's the mosquito-driven yeah. one. Um, do they have vaccinations against that? Like, or anti-malarials, do they protect you? Be interested to know that actually, because yeah, not, um, I know about the Jika, but um, or Zika or Zika, um, hopefully I'm pronouncing it correctly. I think I thought it was Zika, like a Z. But um, be, yeah. anyway, yeah, interested to know if anti-malarials or any sort of yeah. like prophylactics like that will actually protect against that. But absolutely a v- valid point there that, that in South America that is an issue. Um, yeah, awesome. So let's have a quick look now. I love Ramona's. <laughs> Almost, uh, I was trying to put my contact lens uh, in in front of an outdoor mirror in Iceland. The wind kept yeah, blowing yeah. them off my finger. Trust me, in Iceland, I I lost a door on my camper van to the wind. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, Zika. Things can happen. <laughs> um, but great stuff. The Zika virus, that's it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I, I thought it was Zika. G- G- I said Zika. And, you know, as I said it, I was like, sure, that's wrong. Sure, it's Zika. But, you yeah. know, I'm going to defer. But, yeah, Zika virus, yeah, it's something to be wary of. And um, I'll do some research yeah. in that and actually put it out there because, um, you know, we'll put together a package for you guys like we've done with, you know, EDC and Killy and stuff like that with all the uh, FAQs and stuff like that. Um, interesting Definitely. question here from Stephen Powell. Um, okay. I have done EBC. Is Annapurna Base Camp worth doing in November? And what is the weather like? Uh, Annapurna Base Camp um, is 100% worth doing. Um, yeah. Generally speaking, when people go to the Himalayas to trek, Everest has that draw. You know, people want to see the biggest mountain on Earth. Yeah. And then, although some people do go to Annapurna first, most commonly then they go to Annapurna second and they say, wow, this is just as amazing, just as beautiful. Um, it's got some amazing peaks there to look at. So the Annapurnas themselves, this giant amphitheater, you know, of like peaks. And um, then obviously you've got uh, Machu Picchu, which is um, Mount Fishtail. I think I pronounced yeah. that correctly, which is a sacred yeah, mountain. Yeah, ne- never never before summited. It's got this great prominence as well. So it just stands alone. It's, it's similar to Amadeblam yeah. Blam in the way that it sort of peaks up. Um, and in November, yeah, it should be really um, quite moderate. You're getting temperatures at night will probably get a little bit colder in november anyway because you're coming in towards like the himalayan winter um but to be fair we've been there in november and it was quite mild it was quite warm in the days cold at nights but you know one the the sky was like crystal blue glass so yeah that was that was lovely two seconds and that's okay i know it's the the lights gone off yeah that's okay Um, okay. i'm gonna stick with it with um with annapurna yeah november region november's actually favorite time to trek in nepal it's uh always really good if you love stargazing and if you like uh, nighttime photography you're into astro photography november's a really good time um you tend to get a good you get the core of the milky way there um obviously check i don't know if you use um photo pills a really good app if you're looking at when to take uh, nighttime for photos um really one one i've used with some some mates 
Um, definitely have a look, and you get some cracking shots in the Milky Way. Um, that's in the Everest region, but obviously not too many miles away over in Annapurna. So yeah, Ramona, you're going to love it out there. Um, and definitely, if uh, if you're looking at that, Stephen, um, yeah, great stuff, mate. Good good choice. Yep. Um, a couple of things, Dave. I, I know we talked a lot about injections and anti-malarials. Uh, I know we we always like to look after ourselves as well at high altitude. Um, let's talk about vitamins. Are we like looking at? Because I know we talked about um, some high altitude vitamins. Uh, what's the one with? Is it called Altivit? I think it's called Altivit. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. So our friends at the um, I haven't actually had a chance to use these yet, but whenever we go yeah. um, traveling, so your diet can be relatively the same, you know, a day after yeah. day after day, particularly if you're, if you're a meat eater and then you switch to a vegetarian diet, which we recommend, your body might not be getting a lot of the vitamins and stuff that it's used to getting. So I always yeah. top that up with a multi I think it's a good idea anyway, which you could see down here. I've got like a whole row of them that I take every day. Um, but actually, <laughs> you're on an Everest camp track now, are you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, well, vitamin B I take every day, largely yeah. because I live in Wales. Um, no, vitamin D, sorry, because I live in Wales. And also, yeah, yeah, vitamin B, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and vitamin D and cod liver and stuff like that. But I think um, the guys at the Altitude Center have put together this one called Altivit, um, yeah. which I believed is uh, designed to supplement um, your body's needs whilst at altitude. So yeah. things that you might be lacking. Um, and I think they also put in, I think it's called Ginkgo Balboa. Um, I don't think it's related to Rocky, but it's supposed to help you acclimatize and stuff like that. And it's like a natural equivalent, um, you know, supposedly a natural alternative, sorry, to Diamox. Um, you know, so uh, personally, I think it's one of those things. It's like a supplement, you know, meaning exactly that something you take as well as all the other normal acclimatization programs. But no, I'm quite excited to try it. And to be honest, because uh, I'd love to, I'd love to try anything that makes me acclimatize better. Well, it's uh, like anything, you know, we, we always talk about it. It's not, you know, never rely on these things. The tried and tested acclimatization process, going slow, drinking plenty of water, looking after yourself, uh, you know staying positive, keeping a strong mind and a, and a strong heart. Um, you know, those, the tried and tested, you know, hike high, sleep low, all of that, like these supplements, supplements, they, they go, they might help a tiny percentage, um, you know, and they can do, but it's, it's again, just about keeping your body in, in the best place possible. Yeah. So yeah, although, although these things are, uh, are available, um, like I said, stick to the tried and tested, supplement it, whatever you can, like, like this Altivit. Um, you know, because one thing we, we, we've sort of cropped up in the past is that some people when altitude can also have um, like a low iron sort of amount. So sometimes uh, people take uh, sort of iron uh, supplements just to keep that going because it can reduce their altitude. Um, I, said, I don't know the science behind that, but just something I've heard. Um, and again, as Dave said, you know, keeping maybe a vitamin C, a vitamin D, which you'll yeah. get a lot of anyway, a high altitude. But it's just, again, just keeping your body in the best place and yeah. So the last thing you want to do is get ill or altitude if you can. I mean, sometimes you're unlucky because, you know, it's adventure travel. Things can happen. Um, but if you can do everything you can to, to limit that, um, then, then you know, then do it. Uh, even yeah. if it's like a Barocca every day, something that will help you as well as um, other things. Because especially when you're in the mountains, there's not loads of stuff available. You know, it's, it's what they've got there. So you yeah. need to, you know, supplement that with, say, vitamin C because there might not be no oranges around us. There's nowhere else you can get it. So just sort of bring it in just to keep you, keep you topped up. Um, exactly. That makes sense. Um, Jess Saunders yeah. asked an interesting one. Do we think the Altitude Centre is worth checking out to see how you acclimatise yeah. to EBC? I think, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, with, with regards to the guys at the Altitude Centre, they're very knowledgeable and they bring a lot of science yeah. 
So the stuff that me and Andy talk about is really experience based. You know, it's having yeah. done these things multiple times and trial and error, and we know what works. And we also rely on the tried and tested methods because there's no real substitute for proper acclimatization yeah. while you're there, you know, by climb high, sleep low, gain your altitude gradually, keep hydrated. But one thing that obviously people do suffer with, and it's actually a question I probably get asked 10 times a day, and it, and it all relates back to mindset, you know, the worry of the unknown. And yeah. I think a little education does a lot to kind of eradicate that worry. So by going to the guys at the Altitude Center, A, they'll put you on a, pr a training program, which is only going to improve things for you. You'll get fitter, healthier. Yeah. Um, you'll also have a lot of information about how your body is adjusting to the simulated altitude, which will inform you for when you actually go there, you know? Um, and it's something, you know, what we talked about, it's a supplement to what you would normally do anyway. It's not yeah. a, so one thing we don't want to put the message out there is to say that you can go there, do all the acclimatization stuff there, and then not have to worry about it when you're on your way to EBC. It doesn't quite work like that. Yeah. It's something you do to educate yourself, to inform yourself, to train the body, um, to get used to somehow the feeling of altitude. So when you go there, <clears throat> I think the biggest benefit is you don't have that, you know, negative anxiety buzzing around your head about what's going to happen okay they said this would happen ah okay i understand now what's happening yeah. i know what i need to do that type of thing um but absolutely yeah. i think they're a great guys i think they're really really well educated on the subject me and andy are due to go there at some point but covid has put we wanted to in the last couple of months but you know it, it is what it is isn't it it's uh with regards to traveling but yeah no dave makes a good point you know they're, they're really good guys they know what they're talking about you know, they've worked with a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people who have climbed Everest, who have summited, uh, you know, a lot higher than, than Everest Base Camp. They, they kind of definitely with the science. Um, but yeah, well, like, like Dave said, when it comes to the tried and tested, we like to, to focus on that. And this is, is, is great from a, um, a knowledge point of view. So, you know, you know what you're going to get yeah. um, when you turn up and you'll have an awesome time anyway. I mean, don't forget, you know, these are, I, I always sometimes look at, um, you ever find out a tough moment, always ask yourself, you know, why you're doing this particular thing. Why are you going on these challenges? And sometimes you go back to that. It, it can pick you back up. Um, you know, certainly, oh, there we go. Oh, I can switch the lights on. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and, and this is where it comes to these challenges. Uh, you know, it, it, okay, you can learn everything you need to know. Getting out there and doing it is what is what the is what it's all about. Exactly. Um, I think, um, yeah. yeah, like I, I love that saying. I think Andy first said it to me. I don't know if you made it up, and I don't think so, but I'm, I'm going to no. credit you anyway, which okay. is, you know, whether, whether you believe you can or you can't, you're probably right. And yeah. I love that saying. And, um, you know, when you go to base camp, <laughs> when, you do the, yeah, when you go to base camp or EBC, um, the belief in yourself and the belief in the reasons of why you're there, you know, yeah. is, is just as important as all the other things that we do. Because if you believe you can't do it, then you're going to find every excuse you can not to. And every, yeah. every, you know, barrier that you come up against is going to seem insurmountable when in actual fact with positivity, you can almost do, you can do anything. Um, and it's something actually that Andy does very naturally. And I've actually had to learn, you know, um, you know, so Andy naturally, when we go on trips, you know, like, I'll be like, let's go up there. What's over there? What's down here? You know, and yes, we can do it. And I have a tendency to be like, oh, do we have to try that way? That looks like it's going to be really hard, but actually, you know, I've, I've almost, I had to practice training my mind you know like well it's particularly at altitude when maybe you really got a headache and you don't really feel like going up a hill because you know your head's gonna thump but actually you need to remember you know what it's going to be like up there and you know what you're going to feel like when you come down and having done it and I can tell you my life has been 
immensely improved by doing all of these things. You know, that's why we love what we do in the end, you know, sending people on yeah. these trips. Like exactly, which we can't wait to start doing again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, when someone calls us or emails, they're like, hey, been thinking about EBC for 10 years and I, I'm ready to book. And then they book and then a year might pass by and then they're ready to go. And I, and I, I'm, the trip's ready. I know they're going to go on their flight. And I, I, it's weird. I still get butterflies when I know people are going, you know, like even though I'm not going, like I still know what they're going to achieve and what they're going to do and all the fun they're going to have. And yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, don't nice. wait, COVID, so we can get that feeling back, please. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, we hope it's it's been a good one today, and you know, we were thinking about what to talk about. We hope it's been useful in a way, um, and you got you got something out of t- today. Um, <laughs> Jerome, there, my wife says my biggest fault is I'm stubborn. I always see it. Don't see it as a fault. It's uh, stubborn can be a negative or a positive thing. I think Jerome, maybe it could be a positive thing, is that you're so stubborn that you won't let it defeat you. You know, that's almost think of it as the positive way. Frame it differently. Because I don't see it as a fault. Okay, maybe your wife does. <laughs> but um, the fault is that you won't let any challenge stop you. Yeah. you. You're going for it. See it like that. And, um, you yeah, know, see the positive in, in that situation, mate. Yeah. Yaks are some of the most stubborn animals I've ever met in my life. And they do incredibly well at altitude. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, you'll probably be fine. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Dave, right. I think coming towards the end now, I think we've got loads of questions answered today. Hope it's been really helpful. Uh, any anything uh, before we we finish off, Dave? Uh, I think that's it, mate. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty pretty happy with today. I think it's been a good one. You know, it's um you know with the with the talk of vaccinations and stuff like that about COVID, it's a good springboard for us to talk about you know all the awesome reasons you might want to get a vaccination. You know. Yeah. Um, exactly. So yeah, I'm really happy that we've had a chance to talk about yeah you know you don't have to get a vaccination to avoid COVID. You can actually get them to go to Kili, to go to EBC, to go to Aconcagua. <laughs> You know, all of these amazing things. So, yeah, um, no, it's been good. Enjoyed it. And the spectacles have uh, helped. You know, I can actually read the questions now without having to zoom them in. So, all that clarity, yeah. mate. It's all about the clarity, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Right, great stuff. Well, thanks for joining us. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next next Tuesday. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mountain Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. Thank you.